Oh, I hate to hear this when I see these headlines. Yeah, I heard that uh, the Gap is going to be shutting down hundreds of underperforming stores with urgency, they say, which is uh, quite telling. But their third quarter earnings uh, met expectations, but apparently it was very underwhelming. Their other brands, Banana Republic and Old Navy, doing just fine. But the Gap is not. It's lagging. So it joins Sears, albeit it's not a complete collapse uh toys r us macy's even even ikea you know they're shutting st- staff but these big box office retailers are either shutting down getting rid of locations and so we are going to start to see hundreds of stores right across the country closing in the next few weeks even some of their biggest flagship stores and, and i don't like to hear this my stepdad was in retail that's why i care about small business so much i know the grind and the challenges of you know trying to get those customers right in the door it's a it's a, a lot of work it's hard tough life but um you know maybe online is their future i buy a lot of my son's clothing on gap and it's good quality and the prices i think are great you always get a huge discount but maybe the box office stores maybe you know given the hundreds of thousands of you know inches of space square foot of space that they take up it's expensive you know, are they dying out? Let's ask. Dr. David Lewis is an assistant uh, professor over uh, at Rogers School of Business in Retail. He joins us now. David, you know, you read the headlines, IKEA laying off people yesterday, and now today we hear that yet the Gap, which I just bought stuff yesterday online, it's now shutting down hundreds of stores. What is going on with retail? So what you're finding is people are changing the way they shop. Uh, there's two classes of goods, search goods and experiential goods. Experiential goods are things that you have to pick up and feel and try and experience, whereas search goods are things that you can just look for online and find them online, and that's become a real uh, dichotomy in terms of shopping. And so as a result of that, people need fewer physical locations, and those physical locations are shifting more towards customer experiences than places to purchase and pay for merchandise. Right, and so... You know, for me, I shop a lot for my child. I get a lot of kids stuff online. I will not go to the stores. Is this not where they should focus on maybe going more online, which with with um, which I think they do rather well? Yeah. So, I mean, the the smart retailers you'll see are really trying to go omni-channel, where they are separating um, just uh, sort of the search goods from the experiential goods. And you can think of retailers, without me naming them over the radio, but you can think of retailers that do a good job of having an online website for the sorts of things that you can just locate and purchase and having a physical premise for things you want to go and touch and feel and test and try out. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line, though, I looked at the the reading and I was a bit surprised to see that their sister, I guess, companies, Old Navy and Banana Republic, they're, they're doing well and they're not shutting down any stores so what is the difference between the gap and their and their two partners which are also big box stores why would they be doing well and let's say the gap not well if you look at the other two they are more value in terms of their positioning and so i think you are seeing uh, let's call it stuck in the middle Mm -hmm. um they're not the value sort of retailer at the bottom end Uh, i shouldn't say bottom end at the more value conscious end and they're not the sort of uh, the much more uh, luxury-oriented, higher-end positioning types of goods at the upper end. And so they are really getting kind of squeezed on both sides. On the price side, they're getting squeezed by online retailers, pure online retailers. And at the upper end, you're getting squeezed by retailers that have higher margins and are able to reinvest in the experience. So 
Um, you know, you can think of Nordstrom's, for example, yeah. that has has cafes in the stores and, and turns it into a place where you visit and hang out. And if you're in the middle, you're kind of stuck the way Sears was, where they couldn't compete on price and value, and they also couldn't compete on experience. Right. So right. I think that's why the gap is probably having a more difficult time. And, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be shutting down hundreds of locations. But what this ends up doing when these big stores, whether it's Sears or whether it's The Gap, um, Macy's, they leave enormous empty spaces. Like, they're going to be these huge thousands of feet of, of space now that are just going to sit idle. Will those quickly fill up, or are we seeing kind of the demise of those big box stores? I think you're definitely seeing the demise of those big box stores. Uh, there's various different classes of malls. There's the A malls um, that, uh, you know, can still attract consumers just because they're destination places. Uh, where these are challenged are sort of the B and C malls where they can't attract the traffic. And what the the owners really of that real estate are trying to do is repurpose them. You know, put in gyms, put in um, entertainment, put in meeting places, turn it into a place where people will go, not necessarily because there are stores are there, but because there are other activities there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as I said, gyms, entertainment, um, temporary office space. People are working from home also like going and having a physical office where they can work. So they're trying to get creative with how they use that space. And you are right. It is leaving big gaps in these malls. And if you look at the C malls in sort of smaller, uh, now you're creating basically ghost malls where uh, they slowly die because there's no reason to go there anymore. And, uh, you know, this is the time of year when retailers have to make those big dollars. They've got to, they've got to do well in this retail season. What are we seeing as far as your uh, expertise? Is this going to be a decent retail year, or are, are you sensing that people are pulling back this year? You know, it's curious because all of the economic indicators are good. Employment's good. Um, price of gas is down. The price of energy is down. Uh, disposable income is up, but you have uncertainty in the marketplace, which may perhaps cause people to be, you know, they hear about the stock markets, they hear about trade wars, uh, which may cause people to be a little more conservative. I've been waiting to see the Black Monday numbers, which I think will give the best indication of what the the Christmas season is going to be like. If it's a good Black Monday, um, and by the way, Singles Day in China was very good this mm-hmm. year, so um, I think we'll know um, after, or sorry, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Uh, yeah. I think we'll know Monday. Yeah, well, we will watch those numbers, and uh, I guess it will tell a story. Thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it. All right, thank you. Take care. That is David Lewis. He is a uh, chief client officer over at BE Works. And, uh, yeah, I hope they have a good retail season. God, the businesses, they so, so need it. This is their most important time to make all their uh, money for their bottom line. But uh, we'll see what happens. I think the world is just going online. I'm too lazy to go out. That's the that's the point of life I'm at. So I just do everything online. The thought of getting into a car parking is like my worst nightmare. Here on point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.